What are you going to do tomorrow? Where will you be next week or next month? Or can you really know? The Bible talks about the ephemeral nature of life, and we're going to discuss what James has to say about it in his fourth chapter in this, the 50th edition of Sound Teaching. In James chapter 4, beginning with verse 13, James discusses the transient nature of our life. He warns of the danger found in not recognizing that transience. What a sobering passage. We all have a tendency to be caught up in the affairs of this life, causing us to forget to prepare for the coming eternity. A presumption that he is in control of his life's duration has cost many a sinner his soul. James states that cavalierly assuming tomorrow will come is a sign of boasting and arrogance. In verse 16 he says, But now you boast in your arrogance, and all such boasting is evil. Are we guilty of this arrogance, or do we exhibit in our life and speech a realization of life's transient nature and our complete dependence upon God as the giver of that life? Consider the attitude of the individuals mentioned by James. Verse 13, Today or tomorrow we'll go into such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. In our Lord's parable, found in Luke chapter 12, we see the exact same sentiment. Remember the statement of the rich fool in verse 19? And I will say to my soul, so you have goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. More importantly, note God's answer in the next verse. But God said to him, you fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? Among other sins, the rich man arrogantly presumed he had control over the tenure of his life. James contends, we do not have that control. He states, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow for what is your life, it is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Verse 14. I'm afraid that there are many who go day in and day out with no regard for their eternal destiny, refusing to acknowledge their own mortality. They can only be told the same thing Jesus told the rich man. You fool, this night your soul very well may be required of you. Tomorrow I have to do this. Next week I have to do that. Next month I'm going on vacation. Next year the company is expanding. We say these things and foolishly take for granted the gossamer gift of life granted to us by our Lord. This is the height of conceit. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. I'm reminded of a humorous statement made by Bill Cosby to his son Theo way back on The Cosby Show. It's a statement which I'm tempted to repeat to my children from time to time. He said, Son, I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Well, that's funny, but it does represent the authority and rule that a father has over his children, in addition to the control he exercises over their life, and how much more so God's control over us as his creation. He brought us into this world. <laughs> he has blessed us physically during this existence, and one day he will require of us our soul. We don't know what day that will be, so we must assume that it may be tomorrow and prepare accordingly. Now this gets us to the practical advice of James in verse 15. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. 
And here's the key. If the Lord wills. Each step of our life must be taken with God's will uppermost in our minds. What does the statement, if the Lord wills, indicate to us? Do we have to preface every utterance with that disclaimer? No, I don't believe that we do, although I would encourage us to do so more often. But James is saying that I must live today realizing it may be my last. What if Christ comes tomorrow? What if I die in my sleep? Am I ready for that eventuality? Am I prepared? The questions are hard, and they weigh heavy upon us. Perhaps that's why we tend to ignore them. But we do ourselves no favors by disregarding such important questions. Your soul depends upon you being prepared to meet your Maker. This is borne out by the last verse of our text. James states, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. But what does this verse have to do with the transient nature of life? Well, James is saying, first, that life is ephemeral. And second, since this is so, we should live our lives accordingly. And then third, part of living your life in this way is to take every opportunity to do good. If you see an opportunity to do good and you don't do it, you're sinning because, as James points out, you may not get another opportunity to do it. Now, have you neglected an opportunity to teach a family member or friend about the gospel of Christ? Well, you better do it today because you may not have tomorrow. Have you been estranged, angry, divided from a loved one? Well, make it right today because tomorrow may never come. And most importantly, have you neglected or ignored your responsibility to God? Please don't wait for tomorrow because you're only promised today. Thanks for listening to this edition of Sound Teaching. The Sound Teaching broadcast is brought to you by the West Side Church of Christ in Fort Worth, Texas. My name is Stan Cox, and I am the evangelist for this family of Christians. For more information about our congregation or to find much more material for your private study, please visit our website at soundteaching.org. That's soundteaching.org. Until next time, we pray God's blessings upon you.